Hi everyone, thanks for joining again because I'm podcasting a lot this week as you have noticed. Uh, welcome back. This is another podcast which is about green living but from a different perspective. I wanted to look at green travel and I got to the uh, inspiration to talk about green traveling because I am traveling, traveling right now. I'm traveling quite green because... I do all my travel except for transcontinental level, uh, transatlantic travel. I do everything else uh, by train or public transport or by any other means, but not by plane. Um, later today, I will jump on the train again. Two days ago, I came here on the train from the Netherlands. So there's a lot of train travel involved in everything that I am doing and a lot of walking as well. Uh, both of them are very green um, since I am, I have to leave for um, the railway station in half an hour from now. I thought I just have half an hour to share a little bit of thoughts about green travel, traveling to green destinations, but also what you can do to live green while you are traveling. I announced this like two minutes before we started, so I'm very happy to see that at least three people uh, picked it up and are joining so thanks so much for for joining so first of all i want to mention some destinations i've been looking for green destinations in the world and the uh, there's a I, fa- I found a top 10 and i think i should share it with you if you've been at one of those places if you want to go there if you have other suggestions for really green spots where to go to please join in this is not um, a monologue although i realize it's just the four of us, so it will probably be pretty, pretty much of monologue. You can also just type in the chat. But number 10 on the list of uh, the top 10 green cities in the world uh, that you can visit is Reykjavik in Iceland. Unfortunately, I've never been there. Uh, but I hear a lot of positive news about people that are... Uh, going to um, uh, that that have been there and have stories. I'm looking at the chat. Uh, it was this work, Evelyn says. You won. I'm glad I won, Evelyn. Uh, great that you found uh, time to uh, drop your work for half an hour and to join. So Reykjavik, I heard wonderful stories about it, um, about the nature in Iceland. The city of Iceland, uh, uh, Reykjavik, is said to be fun. I hear a lot of stories about the Blue Lagoon uh, that people go to. A lot of different stories, I must say. Some people say it's 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 nothing at all. Other people loved it. Um, it's this, like this big um, uh, kind of uh, swimming paradise, but it is heated by um, underground volcanic heat. That's what I got from from the story. Uh, but there is much more to offer. I mean, there's beautiful landscapes, especially, and there's these uh, these hot springs. Um, and there seems to be a very lively scene as well in in Reykjavik, as I get it. Um, it's a very, uh, very, very small place. There's a, a bit more than 100,000 people living there. Uh, in many other uh, countries in the world, you wouldn't even pay attention to a place with a bit more than 100,000 uh, people. Um, Reykjavik plans to eliminate all production of greenhouse gas emissions uh, in less than 20 years from now. That is, uh, that makes it a very green city. It's also a city that is also by by its size, uh, promoting nature, uh, promoting walking, promoting more cycling, 
uh, and they are promoting public transport. So a lot of reasons why uh, this city uh, is uh, in the top 10 of green cities in the world. Now, at number nine is a favorite of mine. Um, that is uh, Vancouver in Canada. I love that city. I've been there quite a few times. Um, it's far away, so getting there probably means, at least if you live in Europe, that you're probably burning quite a bit of carbon. Hi, Willy, thanks for joining. You're burning quite a bit of uh, carbon uh, to get there. But Vancouver is an absolutely beautiful green city. Uh, most of all, I, I remember uh, Stanley Park. Um, but it is also just uh, the way the city is designed on the water, the beautiful views uh, that you have. It is just the perfect setting. So of the more modern cities in the world, uh, Vancouver and Sydney in Australia, which is quite comparable, are two of my really favorites. I have some other favorite cities, but they're much, much older. Um, the uh, city of Vancouver has launched all kinds of, of green uh, initiatives, and uh, Vancouver produces a very low, a low amount of, of greenhouse gas emissions. Um, and that just shows that the local authorities are really trying to uh, to combat the, the environmental impact uh, of, of the city. And um, it's also surrounded by beautiful green areas. So it's just it's just beautiful uh, to go there. Um, it's uh, it's also that um, the uh, the residents uh, of the city uh, have found a 23 percent increase in green jobs and a 26 percent increase in local food jobs uh, in the past 10 years um, and a further 23 percent of Canada's clean tech companies are located uh, in in Vancouver uh, I think that's a remarkable number out of this this huge huge country of Canada because I may have mentioned it to you that when I fly from the Netherlands to uh, Montreal, and that's not even on the east coast of Canada. That takes me six hours. And when I then fly from Montreal to Vancouver, that's another five hours. So I'm just, I'm merely halfway between Schiphol Airport in Amsterdam and Vancouver. That is that far. So the country is so huge. And then having a quarter of the clean tech companies uh, based in that one city, I think that is. Uh, that is very impressive. I remember quite a few people on a bicycle there, which is also quite unique uh, for North America. Well, at number eight, I found, and hi, Marianne, thanks for joining. At number eight, I found Helsinki in Finland. I've been there too. Um, I've traveled quite a, quite a bit in my life. I was there in um, the, the month of December uh, 2008, I think. It was at the end of the... Uh, OSE chairmanship of Finland. They were for one year chairman of the Organization for Security and Cooperation in Europe that is based in Vienna, where I lived in those days. And I was I was connected. I was kind of representing the Netherlands at uh, at the OSE. Finland was chairing for one year, and at the end of the year, that is uh, as as every OSE chairman is doing, then the capital of that country is hosting the ministerial conference. So I was there for I guess about five days. Uh, in Helsinki, and luckily very good friends of mine were living there, so whenever I didn't have to work, uh, I went out with them, uh, and they showed me what a lovely life to have. It's a very green city. Uh, when you go out of Helsinki, you, uh, you find 
endless nature. It is really, it's, it's amazing how much nature there is around. Um, it's also a green city in, in for instance, that uh, three quarters of all the hotel rooms in the city have been certified as environmentally friendly. Um, so that is an extremely high uh, percentage. And uh, there's also a very green district within the city. Uh, it's it's a, a huge residential area that fully focuses on sustainability and all kinds of... It's, it's like one big experimental green uh, project. Uh, so it's, it's uh, an area where they make use of solar and wind energy systems, etc. So it's a very progressive uh, project. So if you ever get a chance uh, to go there, um, Helsinki is high on my list. I liked it a lot there. Um, number seven on that list is Cape Town in South Africa. It is a uh, city that I've never visited. I've been not really in South Africa. I sp I've, I've, I've spent a full day at an airport. I don't think I can say that I've been in South Africa. I was on my way to Mozambique uh, quite some years ago. Um, Cape Town is probably the first thing that comes to mind is not very environmentally friendly. That is the huge water problems that they had. Uh, but it was a bit strange and unexpected because just a few years earlier, uh, Cape Town had received a prize for being such an extremely environmentally friend friendly city. So uh, it just proves that even cities with a, a very good environmentally sound reputation are not immune uh, to the impact of uh, our changing planet and especially climate change and the whole water cycle. Um, Cape Town is, is full of all kinds of innovative uh, technologies uh, trying to make it more and more uh, sustainable. Uh, they early on began already with using wind farms uh, for energy. Um, and uh, it, it has uh, set the aim to get 10% of its energy from renewable sources um, by, uh, by around now, actually. Um, which is for Africa quite uh, a high amount. Now, then, uh, at, I saw a question coming in, but I lost the person who was asking the question. Um, then, uh, at number six, we're counting up, uh, there is uh, San Francisco. I see Koswami is back now. If you have a question, just raise your hand again or call in. Um, at six, we have San Francisco, California. Um, it is, first of all, it's a beautiful place. It's lovely to hang out in San Francisco. It's another city I know quite well, uh, although it's been quite a while that I've been there uh, for uh, for the last time. Um, there's a lot of innov innovative uh, solutions uh, which have led to a much more sustainable lifestyle uh, for the residents of this uh, beautiful city and its beautiful setting uh, on, on the Pacific. Um, I must say with these numbers, um, this is a top 10 that I didn't make. I looked it up for you. Um, I would say if you weren't bound by some kind of regulation that you have to have a kind of worldwide spread, you would probably easily found, uh, find uh, 10 cities in a country like Denmark that are way greener than uh, cities like Cape Town or San Francisco. So I think there's a little bit of marketing involved in this list as well. But anyway, I found San Francisco on this list. Uh, and since I believe it's one of the more charming places in the United States, it's worth um, to, uh, to mention it. 
Um, so the city is, for, for instance, uh, focusing on waste management, a, mo a modern way of, of treating uh, waste. 80% uh, of its waste is now turned away from landfills, and they really want to, they aim to increase that to 100%, which I believe would be quite ambitious because some countries in the world that have a really, really good reputation um, on uh, waste management still have 1% uh, that goes to landfills. A country like the Netherlands that is exporting its knowledge and technology on waste management uh, still has 1% uh, that goes to landfills, but maybe they manage to do it better and just have nothing that goes to landfills at all. Let, let's, let's follow how that goes. At 5 is Portland, Oregon. Again, this list must have been filled in by some people that have ties to America because I'm a bit surprised to uh, see a city like Portland uh, higher on the list than, uh, let's say, um, a, a, an average city uh, somewhere in Northwest Europe. I've been in Portland. I know that before I went there, it was promoted as an amazing city because everybody was on a bicycle. I think I've counted maybe 20 bicycles, which is about, let's say, half a minute looking around you in any village in the Netherlands. But anyway, they're proud that they have their bicycles, which makes them a really uh, green uh, city. Um, they claim that a quarter of the workers in the city commute by bike or carpool or use public transport. I mean, looking at this number, uh, that would be a terrible number if you would speak about a European city. Imagine that there would be, uh, that news would be breaking that in a city like Amsterdam or Copenhagen, or uh, or Vienna, or take some some average European capital city, if news would come out that only a quarter of the people are still traveling either by bike or by carpool or by public transport, there will be an outcry. There will be an an, an investigation how it is possible that three out of four people would travel by car. But in presenting this uh, list of uh, the top 10 of greenest cities in the world, Portland is very proud that a quarter of their workers in the city commute by bike, carpool, or uh, use public transport, and it is presented here, believe it or not, 25% off, etc. So it's fascinating to read. But Portland is a nice city, and uh, the biggest bookshop in the world is in Portland. I spent like a full afternoon there and read only a fraction of the one million books uh, that they have there. Then at four, I found Berlin in Germany. Um, it's, again, it's a lovely city. I mean, try to go there if you have never been there. Uh, it's a great city, a lot of history, not all of that too positive, of course. Um, but it's uh, certainly a city that has managed to reinvent itself after the uh, self-destruction it uh, called upon itself at the end of the Second World War. Um, it has, of course, a, a very peculiar uh, history until um, uh, the fall of the wall in uh, 1989 uh, on um, uh, the famous uh, night of 9 of November. And actually, just about half an hour ago, I passed in Bonn a piece of this very same uh, Berlin Wall, uh, which is standing in front of uh, the United Nations office here, and I took a picture to share on social media, but my day has been so extremely busy that I didn't have time to do anything about social media today. 
Um, and if that happens to me, that only proves that it must have been a really busy day. Now, a favorite of mine, I found at number three, we're slowly getting closer um, to, uh, to, the top, um, um, to the top two. But at number three, um, a favorite, Stockholm, Sweden. I left there two years ago. I've lived for five years in that city. And it is just an amazing place. Actually, on the website that I'm using for this uh, top 10, uh, the picture that is shown there is my house is just not on there. Um, but I'm not even sure. No, I think my house is actually on there. Yeah, now that I see my own house on there. So the picture that I show of the, the number three greenest city in the world uh, has my house on it. I think that is fantastic. I left there two years ago. Stockholm is absolutely green. It's absolutely beautiful. It is uh, built on about 15 islands connected by more than 50 bridges. Um, and each of these islands has a different character and all of it is absolutely beautiful. And yes, the city is really green. Just to mention one thing why it's a green city. In the 1970s, you couldn't swim in the water, uh, the Malierne of, um, of Stockholm. And uh, right now it is so clean that you can actually drink that water. Not that I ever tried. Now I found, um, uh, of course, you're uh, getting really curious about number two and number one. But let me briefly go to the chats because I see that there's a lot of traffic going on. And while I was talking, I couldn't uh, read that. I see that Evelyn and Marianne are uh, getting in touch. They're talking about coffee. They're talking about uh, San Francisco. Um, and Evelyn is saying to me, it's all relative, you're Dutch. She loved Portland, especially the Rose Garden and the, uh, and the falls that are there. Uh, Stockholm need to go back there. She was just talking to herself, Evelyn is saying. Um, at number two, there we go, there's Amsterdam. Amsterdam is in this top 10 that I found for you a, a good second place. Um, it's becoming more and more sustainable. Uh, it's working on the negative effects of uh, climate change. And it was one of the first cities in the world to outline all kinds of measures in the field of uh, sustainability. Um, it, uh, of course, Amsterdam is mentioned as a city of uh, cycling, uh, but uh, it's also that there is uh, an, a very good system of public transport. Uh, again, uh, I've been in practically all of the cities in this top 10. I think on top of my head, I missed only uh, Cape Town and Reykjavik, those two I've never been. Uh, both of them I've flown over more or less, but I've never really been inside there. Um, houses in Amsterdam are also uh, trying to become uh, more and more eco-friendly. Now at number one, who has a good guess? Which one? I mentioned the country already. Ah, there we go. Evelyn knows it. Yes, it's Copenhagen. It's number one. I actually believe that is a very fair choice. However much I like Amsterdam, I think Copenhagen is, if you look from an, an ecological perspective, uh, clearly uh, the greenest that I could think of. I would have put it on number one as well, unlike some of the other cities that I had mentioned here. Um, this is a city and a country that should be high on anybody's list. People always go south in holidays, but go north someday and go to a lovely um, Denmark and, and, and the beautiful city of Copenhagen. It is just so relaxed and there's just so many activities taking place there. It's just 
a really high quality of life. Uh, people start their day by swimming in the waters uh, just in front of their house and it's and then go on their bicycle to their work. Um, the city wants to be completely CO2 neutral in just a couple of years from now. Um, it's, it's amazing how many uh, bicycles you see and how little cars uh, you see. Only it's, it's less than 30% of households that are owning a car. So briefly, this is a list where... Uh, Portland, where three quarters of the people drives a car, is at number five, whereas less than three out of ten in Denmark actually owns a car, let's, let alone using it. We talk about car ownership, not using it every day. Um, so the city is rapidly uh, introducing more cycling lanes. Last time I was there, they had just built a, a, br a huge bridge only for cyclists. Um, and it it is just... Uh, it's a very healthy city uh, and it's a very lively city. Uh, and one thing that I clearly remember from being in Copenhagen is uh, the uh, fantastic vegetarian food uh, that they have everywhere, locally produced, organic, etc. The city is, is a food haven uh, if you're a bit critical on uh, not eating too many animals or too many artificial stuff that uh, you don't uh, want to eat. Now, of course, uh, next question is, of course, and I still got about got about 10 minutes and then I really have to leave, otherwise I'm going to miss my train. Um, what are the 10 greenest countries in the world? I have to go much faster there. So again, I Googled this list. Uh, I didn't make it myself. Here we find the Netherlands at number 10, uh, a country that is pushing for sustainability. Um, we were ranked 18th in air quality and the ninth place in water sanitation. We're always good on water, of course. Um, I believe that it is fair that we are not higher on this list because I believe that the Netherlands should much earlier have moved uh, to much more progressive uh, green uh, policies. I, th I, I, I think on... Uh, many municipal levels things are going well, but I believe that the government should have been more on the ball uh, on uh, issues like climate change, and I still believe uh, that they should do more. Having said that, the challenges of a country of the Netherlands are quite uh, uh, particular because we have nearly 18 million people on a very, very little piece of land compared to Denmark that I just mentioned it's the same size but it has only a third of the population that we have or I mentioned Sweden a little bit earlier Sweden is 10 times the size of the Netherlands but has only half of the population so the density of the Netherlands is 20 times as much so you can uh, imagine that uh, anything in the field of environment is becoming much more complicated in the Netherlands. Take that into account and then it's a very deserved uh, place in the top 10 of the countries in the world. Number 9 is Canada. Uh, it is uh, clearly working to become more sustainable, but Canada is a very mixed bag of policies because in, in, in several ways you could say that the, the provinces of Canada have more independence as independent countries if you would compare the countries of the European Union. Uh, so uh, let's say the progressive environmental policies of a place like Ottawa where I am living are in stark contrast to uh, the, the, the tar sands uh, in a place like Alberta 
which is four or five hours flying away to uh, to the west, uh, which is a kind of Texas of of Canada. So um, it's easier to say to give one particular rating in this list to one small country like the Netherlands, but a place like Canada is actually it's, it's quite a few different policies. Uh, some quite green and quite progressive, uh, others uh, are not there yet at the level that you would like to have it. I found on number eight of the list, Germany. Um, yeah, normally Germany is a country that is quite progressive on all kinds of uh, sustainable things. Uh, look at the huge increase, for instance, of solar panels. Uh, but I think there's a big but. Uh, when Germany take, took this decision to define as their biggest problem that had in the environmental field where, uh, was nuclear power, and they uh, stopped um, uh, stopped all their nuclear uh, power energy as soon as possible. That led to an absolute increase of the use of coal, which is the most polluting thing that there is. And I don't agree with uh, the Dan Merkel government. I never agreed with it that um, uh, the focus on abolishing nuclear should have a priority above uh, tackling climate change. I think tackling climate change should ab absolutely go first. Uh, there's a lot to say to tackle both. But if you want to choose between the two of them, because you don't have the luxury to tackle both of them, absolutely go for climate change. Increasing the burning of coal in uh, times of climate change, even when the country has uh, signed up and agreed uh, and ratified um, the, um, uh, the Paris Agreement on climate change, where you promised that you will do your, your utmost to stay uh, below uh, one and a half degrees centigrade warming, that doesn't fit with a policy of increasing the burning of coal. Of course, recently, after the 24th of February, the invasion of Ukraine, everything has changed again. Uh, and it's high time to uh, to update policies and, and, and look through special lands and all of those. Now, at number five in the list, um, I'm also looking at the clock, and you're, of course, really eager to know what is number one. At number five on the list, we find uh, New Zealand. Yes, that is a country that I would put really high on this top ten uh, in uh, in quite a few uh, aspects. Uh, I think it's a country that is governed really, really well um, and is uh, is doing a lot on uh, sustainability, public transport, and all kinds of other things. Okay, quickly we go on. Uh, another favorite, uh, Denmark, is this time at number six. Highly sustainable. I love that country. Go there someday if you've never been there. Then we have at five, Finland. You recognize by now, by the way, that quite a few cities that I mentioned are from countries that I'm also mentioning. I mentioned Copenhagen, and now we talk about Denmark. I mentioned uh, Helsinki, and now we talk about uh, Finland, uh, a country that is planning to reduce their uh, fossil fuels very, very rapidly. Um, and uh, the use of coal in generators has been banned. Take that, Angela Merkel. Then uh, on number four, we have Japan. Uh, in all honesty, I don't really know what Japan is doing. I've never really focused on the policies of Japan, but I, th I find it interesting that they're at number four. Now, number three is Norway, which I find a bit doubtful, because although the country is doing all 
kinds of sustainable policies and is really progressive there, it is the same country that earns all their income and is feeding the biggest sovereign wealth fund in the world solely with selling fossil fuels. So they produce oil, then they sell it, meaning that somebody is going to burn it because there's no other reason why you would buy oil from Norway. And then they use that oil to be really, um, really friendly. I mean, that is something like, let's say uh, you, uh, you, you, you have a, a CEO of um, an arms factory selling guns and is then using the profits from selling guns to, uh, to fund children's hospitals or something. I mean, how would you judge that? Is that... Is that a good behavior or a bad behavior? It is, I would say, it's at least um, a bit double-sided. I find it difficult to judge. I find it difficult to swallow that a country like Norway is higher on this list than uh, Denmark. But anyhow, I suppose there must be somebody who thought long and wisely about all this, and who am I to criticize? At number two, and some of you listening um, will be very happy uh, to learn about number two because that is Switzerland. Switzerland is the second most sustainable country in the world on this list. Uh, it has very sustainable waste management programs. I think particularly about the city of Zurich while I'm saying this. Uh, the country uh, converts every year about 100,000 tons of waste into energy for the community um, the country is also committed to preserving water. Uh, their wastewater plant uh, cleans uh, 19 million liters of water on a daily basis. That's quite a lot. Actually, I am here in Bonn to talk about specifically wastewater and measuring wastewater. And by 2050, Switzerland is planning to achieve 100% renewable energy um, and restoring oceans um, uh, by uh, 50% and by becoming carbon neutral. At number one, uh, another favorite of mine, uh, we already spoke about it, Sweden. Sweden is the number one most sustainable country in the world, at least according to this list that I have in front of me. Um, it uh, says in the text that I have here, Sweden is by far the most sustainable country in the world. The country has the highest renewable energy use, the lowest carbon emissions, as well as uh, this, uh, Sweden has some of the best education programs. Um, by 2045, the country will have reduced their emissions by anywhere between 85 and 100%. And more than half of the energy consumption is produced by renewable sources. Uh, Sweden has also lowered their emissions uh, by the use of electric buses, smart roads, urban farming, and sustainability has also been achieved by the use of food banks, recycling systems, gender equality, and housing for vulnerable people. I have lived for five years in Sweden, and I must say, Although no, not one country in the world is the perfect country where nothing ever goes wrong, Sweden gets quite close to it, and it's a very well-run, pleasant, and green and sustainable country. Um, so um, these were two top tens, one for um, uh, the most sustainable cities in the world, uh, one for the most sustainable countries in the world, uh, I am right now in Germany, which was uh, also mentioned on the list. 
uh, and Berlin was mentioned, but I'm not in Berlin. I'm in the previous uh, de facto capital before everything moved back to Berlin. I am in Bonn. Um, in about one hour, uh, my train leaves, and I still have to take the metro, very environmentally friendly, uh, back to uh, my hotel to uh, get my luggage, and then I have to uh, get to the station, and then I have to get on my train. Um, for later this week, I agreed with uh, Alistair that we would do our usual Thursday podcast, uh, but one hour earlier than normal. So Thursday, one hour earlier than you're used to uh, what you have. That means for those in Europe that it's 8 o'clock. That means for the people in New York uh, in Eastern time that there will be 2 o'clock uh, in the afternoon uh, for the broadcast with Alistair, it will likely be a kind of looking back at the first half year uh, because Alistair and I will just like Vanessa and I uh, take a six-week uh, summer break and uh, we will be back in early August. We don't know yet about the themes, the frequency and the setup. We're going to reevaluate how we are going to do it and um, what, uh, what the plans are. We don't really know yet. Uh, but we're not going to leave you completely. On the other hand, um, I would love to have a lower frequency in podcasts because I would like to do a bit more writing in the second half of this year. I believe I spent too much time on talking and too little time on writing. And since I have people that support me in my writing as well as my podcasting, I have to find a bit of a balance. Uh, and for that, I'm often in touch with uh, the more active uh, listeners and writers, quite a few of them are actually listening right now um, while uh, I am saying all this. I'm briefly going to the chat because I see things moving in the chat. Um, Switzerland uh, should really make that list. We probably won't. Uh, Norway always a mixed bag. Um, who did we pay off to get there, says Evelyn. Clearly... Um, when she heard that Switzerland was that high, but I believe it's it's quite fair that Switzerland's high on the list. Um, and there's very good waste and water management. Uh, I know, I've read about it. Um, yay, more writing, but also loving the podcast. Okay, it will be a bit of a balance, I believe, for now, but I need some time to think, uh, because I didn't have enough time to think in the past half year. Uh, I've worked non-stop without a break for, for six months. So I need a bit of a break. Um, and I will do a bit of thinking. And then I come back uh, completely uh, refreshed. Uh, but it's not that you won't hear from me in uh, the next uh, six weeks. Uh, I will I will try when I, whenever I have Wi-Fi. I will try to stay in touch. And likely uh, to make sure that I am not permanently in touch with the world. Which I hate while I'm walking. Uh, I will try to organize in such a way that I have like one or two moments a day uh, that I'll go uh, online and let the world know what is happening and what I've been uh, seeing. So uh, with that, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to close uh, this uh, podcast. Uh, I'll be back soon from a different location. Um, and uh, I hope that you enjoyed all this. And um, yeah, I look forward to uh, to tell you soon about my next uh, adventures in this 107 day trip that I am doing. With that, I let you go. Thanks so much uh, for, for joining. I really appreciate that this at this very short notice 
uh, that you just uh, you just joined. I think I announced it two minutes before it went live. So it's amazing that you that you found me and that you joined me. I really appreciate that. Um, okay, bye bye. I'm gonna run to get, catch my train. Bye now. <laughs>